Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Hone sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Alright, fantasy romanciers. Welcome to another episode of Phantology. We have the full crew on this time, and we are going to be covering January 2021 fantasy news, as well as kicking off our February competition, which because of uh, Valentine's Day, which is in February, obviously, we're going to cover top fantasy romances between uh, between characters. So uh, Ben, Ryan, Josh, Jake, we have the full crew on. Uh, how's everyone doing? Shh. Good. good excellent good. you might notice some increased like audio-ness from all of us because we all kind of we made it known to our family and friends what we wanted for christmas had to do with podcasting and youtubing yeah and that hurts man that hurts <laughs> i literally got nothing from for christmas after asking for stuff the only reason i have a webcam is because steven gave me his old webcam <laughs> same ryan except i didn't ask for anything either so <laughs> No, you guys, you guys are slowly upgrading. Also, I don't know about audioness as a word. Uh, we do review books, so uh, that's good. Part of reviewing books is knowing when you can take an artistic liberty, Stephen, and suggest a new word. Okay, okay, Patrick Rothfuss there with your new words. Okay, let's jump into uh, January news. So there actually wasn't that much. I was trying to look through uh, what happened in January. Didn't come up with all that much. And Ryan, you'll be happy to know that all of the things that I came up with revolved around TV shows, which I know is not always your, your favorite. All right, I'm going to go. But, but there, was some, there was some interesting news on the TV show front. So uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, the Lord of the Rings show that Amazon Prime is developing. We got some uh, big plot details there. It's been pretty locked down with the Lord of the Rings show for a while. So we finally know something, I guess, right? Yeah, we know that it's supposed to take place. Oh, dang, I'm going to butcher the names of these things. But on the island, Numenor. Numenor. Yeah. So that's going to be part of it, right? Second age. Second age. Thank you, Jake. And that there's going to be a new big bad guy that wasn't really covered in the trilogy of movies that we already have. Melkor. Right. Melkor slash Morgoth. The, the master of Sauron. So I think Sauron will still be in it, but he's more like the henchman at this point, I guess. Yeah, he's like Melkor's apprentice. Do you like the Saruman of Sauron? Sauron is too. Uh, I don't know if exactly, we'd have to get more into the lore of Lord of the Rings, which uh, none of us are real experts on. Yeah. But uh, I think it is going to pull a lot from the Silmarillion more so and i don't know maybe they're even making up some of their own plot lines hopefully not too much because we know that when these epic fantasy shows go into making up their own plot lines sometimes it's not the best (laughs) yeah i think they're gonna have to at least with the details though because like the silmarillion is like really sweeping broad strokes of plot it's not yeah it's not like very 
lots of it, most of it isn't very character driven. So they're going to have to do that. One page is like a hundred years pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's not, it's going to, so much of it, this is going to be dependent on how good the writers of the show are. Mm. Which they're pretty new, right? At least the showrunners have only done the Star Trek TV series before, I think. Or not not TV series, the Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Oh, those are pretty good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't think Star Trek fans love them, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One interesting tidbit, the rings were forged in the second age. I learned that from Lord of the Rings Wikia. So uh, that may be part of the show plotline. I don't know. Could be interesting. Okay, so uh, Lord of the Rings, we, that's all we know so far, really. I mean, there were some actors announced, but I don't really know who any of them are. Hopefully we get more. That's probably like a 2022 show, to be honest. We're still a ways away. Uh, other TV show news, uh, Powder Mage Trilogy was announced that it is being adapted for TV, and it has some people actually attached to it, so it seems like it's a little farther along than just having the rights sold, like a lot of our other favorite series are. So it seems like this could be a real thing. I mean, not guaranteed, right? Because Name of the Wind and King Killer was supposed to be a TV show years ago, and that has gone sideways. So hopefully Powder Mage works out, but that would be really fun to see come to the small screen. What network is it associated with? I don't know if they decide. Do they decide that right away, or do they just like come up with the production studio first? I don't know. I feel like usually the production studios are tied to networks. So, sometimes right? it depends. Like Amazon has its own production studio but right. they also will shot like normal networks will shop around for shows like if it's mm. you know cbs will bid on it cbs abc nbc we're all we'll all like bid on a show yeah okay. that's true and like i guess stuff with, like hbo or netflix and, and amazon have their own yeah already. yeah and i guess with um like the wheel of time i think sony picked it up and then they went to amazon to actually do the pr- to production of yeah. it and, and same with, actually, back to Lord of the Rings, I think Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams' production company, is attached to it, which oh, is really? where those writers come from. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes okay. sense, yeah. But the Powder Mage series, uh, great series, great trilogy of books, and I think could be pretty fun to see on screen. Uh, yeah. It's a, a fantasy show that we haven't really seen on screen yet, like that style of show. Yeah, that one... That I mean, that has really good action in it. And I think it's different enough that it won't be seen as like, oh, this is the next Game of Thrones. It'll like have its own identity and fan base. Yeah. I feel like it's a much lesser known uh, series in fantasy right now, but I am excited about it. I think partly because it's lesser known, it has maybe a little bit more um, leeway to succeed. I think when there's a bigger fan base, it almost makes it harder to for the show to be good because any move that is mm. off of source material, just the fan base will just completely tear it apart. And so I, I think that this has the opportunity to really grow the fan base for the Powder Mage trilogy and hopefully allow it to be more well-received, if that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with I, that. I just wonder how yeah. dark they're going to go with it. Like, this is something that they could not go dark at all, like almost have a TV 14 style to it where, mm-hmm. you know, it's not super gory. Or they could go like the opposite and darken it up quite yeah. a bit. They could have like yeah. 300 style blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
from, I mean, I haven't read them in a while, but the books felt a lot more visceral than TV 14. But, but like you said, it just depends on how they want to adapt them. Yeah. So let's talk Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time is slowly doling out more pieces of information. And this month we got a like 15, 20 second uh, concept art video where Rafe was kind of talking about uh, things a little bit. He said a sentence or two, and then they had a few shots of different scenes of the the artwork and uh, it looked cool and fans went crazy about it. I mean, there wasn't really all that much, like no solid information still as far as a release date or trailer or anything like that. But it is nice to see things like this. And I was excited when, you know, whenever these little nuggets come out, they're great. The Dusty Wheel had Daniel Green on their show. And towards the end, Rafe jumped in on the live chat and answered yeah. some questions about it. They just talked about the the uh, concept art and stuff. No, uh-huh. I don't think there are really any big info dumps or any revelations there, but that was kind of cool. Right. Yeah, they've been a lot more active on Twitter, like even just replying to people and just participating with stuff. They've always been good at it, but I feel like they've, you know, stepped it up to the next level on marketing it. Yeah, they like started following a ton of people, right? On like Twitter time. Yeah. Yeah, they followed a bunch of art and content creators the other day. I don't think we got the follow for some reason. I guess we're not we're not that much of a wheel of time show compared to all these other ones. We're like five to ten percent wheel of time. So you know, understandable. But uh, I'm sure that was the only reason. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, get the... yeah. Wheel of time on Prime. If you're watching, give us a follow. We're cool too. Yeah. Um. I I heard a theory that I think Nablus said this in a video a couple, uh, like a week or so ago, okay. that. For Amazon's last, what was their last big production they did? Carnival Row. Carnival Row. I can't remember if it was for Carnival Row or or The Boys, but they or maybe it was Jack Ryan, but they released a trailer um, during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I think that was so, Jack Ryan. Was it Jack Ryan? Mm. So the what he was saying in his video Very was exciting. If we're getting Wheel of Time this end of this year holiday season then maybe we could hope for a Super Bowl commercial and the fact that they're like ramping Dang, up. I'm already hyped. For, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to watching all the commercials. Yeah. And they're like, right. like you all guys you are saying. All you fantasy that, nerds, watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch the sports ball thing. <laughs> but uh, so that's something exciting to look forward to. We're going to overhype it. Not saying it's actually going to happen, but. You know, Ryan kind of hinted at this with his joke there, but, you know, Jack Ryan and Super Bowl fans overlap a little bit more than Wheel of Time fans and Super Bowl, you know? But if they want it to be like the next Game of Thrones, you know, they a Super Bowl commercial is what you'd want to do. Yeah. Just like throw out some scantily clad women and, man, you're, you're halfway there. Yeah, get those football meatheads. <laughs> I feel like there are quite a few sports fans in our server. I mean, there are certainly others who are like, no sports. I don't like true, them. But. Yeah, we have an outside interest channel and it constantly revolves around sports. So, yeah. Yeah. wonder who posts in that channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk. Uh, there was also some news around Song of Ice and Fire. They're doing another prequel series now with Duncan Egg, which is uh, like these two kind of traveling adventures that George R. R. Martin has written a little bit on. I actually haven't read the Duncan egg, any of any of that stuff. So I'm really 
kind of trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. But uh, apparently this is a prequel series that is like maybe going to get made. It's kind of interesting because they first announced four prequels and they pulled the plug in all of them, except for House of the Dragon, which is the Fire and Blood adaptation of the Targaryens back in the day. And now they've got this other one. So I don't really know what to expect on this. This this could go nowhere. Yeah, I as maybe a little bit more than a casual Game of Thrones fan, I had no idea what Duncan and Egg was and was completely lost when they said that. So I think anybody that's only watched the show would have no excitement levels for this unless they like love, love the show. I would honestly be kind of surprised to see two prequels for Game of Thrones for Song of Ice and Fire come out at the same time. I, I think they should just stick with House, House of the Dragon and hope that that's a success. I don't. Game of Thrones just still has a bad taste in my mouth from season eight and i think for quite a few people honestly all the true game of thrones fans now they just want winds of winter and i don't know how excited people are for another tv show at this point i really love the world and so i would be excited to see just anything that kind of delves more into that um whether it's the the prequel about the targaryens or the duncan egg but i think ryan's right like it seems like the the interest of Game of Thrones has like completely died. Okay, speaking of shows that are probably going to go nowhere, there was some random news about a, this Harry Potter TV show, uh, and there's like no supporting sources for it. It's just like Harry Potter TV show adaptation is is coming, and sources confirm well, it. And it's like, this yeah, is... but no, it it wasn't the Hollywood Reporter, which usually like if it's not just some clickbait site, like the Hollywood okay. Reporter is a. Uh, it's pretty well sourced stuff. It would be like a but what were but the, haven't what were haven't sources? the actual studios like denied that anything is happening? No, they they like refuse to comment on it. Okay, I think I, we we can look it up. But from when I was looking into it, it was like yeah, this is uh, there's probably at least talks going on to make this like at high, high levels. Okay, so we may need some tinfoil hats for this one. This is Fantology's moment to get some breaking news, get a scoop. We just gotta go hound, you know these these people and get the scoop on the story yeah i am in a position personally to do that so <laughs> i'll get right on that man yeah i got some connections in the industry so i'll just go hit them up and we'll see what see we're what just gonna go universal can. studios and just like start asking people <laughs> what if we pivot what if we pivot phantology's purpose from reviewing books to investigative journalism within the, the realms of fantasy Mm. And we I can just see it happening. start hounding all these production companies for all the rumors. <laughs> we just travel to the sets and just like look through a telescope to or binoculars. I don't know. Telescope is more fantasy like. So yeah. A... <laughs> Omnioculars. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice, to go Harry nice Potter. Even. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pivoting away from our initial pivot to a Dresden Files tour company that, that tours are in Chicago. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't a part of that pivot. My bad. I mentioned the Dresden Files <laughs> tour, which Phantology will be doing at one point, to my uncle, who's a big Dresden fan, and he was he was looking to buy a ticket. So oh. uh, people are people are interested. It's getting around. Well, Ryan can be a tour guide now because he's just about finishing up the series right now. So yeah. can we go to uh, Fairyland? <laughs> yeah, man, we'll go into the realms of the Fae for sure, into the Never Never. So, so wait, real quick before yeah, we get off never. Harry Potter. Just, just wondering, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you guys want to see in a show? Like, do you want to see a continuation of the Golden Trio? Do you want to see? No. Do you want to see uh, Marauders <laughs> show with 
I know Stephen wants a show all about Hedwig and Dobby. <laughs> yeah, you listened to the recent podcast where I trashed uh, everyone's affection for Hedwig and Dobby. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but uh, I'm not excited for a show. Zero I, I can't see it. I can't see a Hogwarts TV show being good. I, okay. The idea I, is compelling, but I can't see it being executed well. I think it would be fun if we saw uh, James and Sirius and Snape and a younger Dumbledore all all at Hogwarts. But we already know what happens with that story. Like we already know the main plot beats. We already know that. There's a lot to explore there. Kind of. You already know what happened between Edward and Bella and everybody still bought Midnight Sun. Same with the Star Wars Did prequels. They? You're spoiling my you're spoiling my fantasy picks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> your, your fantasy picks? Are you referring to your romance picks? Oh boy. <laughs> Or are, are you just or his fantasies in general <laughs> okay honestly i think i would have been excited for this had fantastic beasts not already kind of soured my interest in any harry potter prequels yeah. i think they had like such good potential to explore like dumbledore in the past and the josh Grindelwald is living thing. right now it's but good it's not though. It's just, it's just not compelling. And it's, it's like, not okay, but it's not it's, good. Okay. It's like, it's, it's not like a terrible movie, but it's, it's like one of those movies where you go and you watch it and you're like, this did nothing for me. Yeah. If not for the Harry Potter connection, it yeah, would be, yeah, exactly. I think I've fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch the second movie. The second movie was a bit slow, it, including in the theaters. The second movie was a bit slower, but I think I saw, I don't know. I, I, I still have hopes. I also think that if we got a Founders, a Harry Potter... That would be cool. Uh, yeah, the Founders oh, series okay. would be oh, really, yeah. really good. Okay. That's the other thing. The world is really cool, and I'm sure there are really good stories there. I'm just kind of like... I've seen people try to do that with good so, like good material and kind of fail at it. What about a sitcom with Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> as Harry Potter? See how he's adjusting to life as a dad. You get it, like with a laugh track yeah. on the background. Yeah. Or a mockumentary. Have you been watching watch WandaVision? That. Yeah, yeah. That's something in like a yeah, Harry Potter so, WandaVision. So I, I either think that like a detective style show with Harry with like a low-level person, like an Auror, with Harry as his boss, where he was like kind of reporting to Harry. I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Or like a um a founders. I like series. founders. I, I can get behind the founders. And then they, they found the school. Obviously, the first students come in. There's got to be some teen angst between the students. Well, and you can see the, the creation of the Chamber of Secrets, right? That would be fun. Yeah. Sure, you could see all of that. My only criticism with doing anything that's a continuation is then you have to build up some other conflict that rivals the Voldemort conflict. Not, not if you keep... Whereas if you go in the past, you have Grindelwald, you have like other stuff you can really work with but i not feel if like it's a sitcom i don't think <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah yeah if it's a sitcom we're golden i, I don't think you do jake i think <laughs> as a snitch. i think you can have like a detective style show that like there's still like a really bad murderer or something that's on the loose he might not be a Voldemort, okay. but josh is like csi csi hogwarts over here <laughs> i would i wouldn't be interested in something so episodic though like yeah. i would want like a a nice overarching plot that like follows the whole season like ground, like multiple seasons. what about like rounding up death eaters like uh okay i think uh, we've we've beat this okay. we've beat this hey, uh i i i i'm a big harry potter fan and i don't talk about it enough and we got big news this month so i just wanted to talk about it okay big rumors this month <laughs> but 
We are also trying to figure out uh, for Phantology, me and Nathan and Dan, the Harry Potter crew, trying to figure out what our next Harry Potter episode is going to be because we wrapped up all the books. We're thinking like a Harry Potter what if episode where we say like, what if this small thing changed? How would everything else play out? You guys aren't going to, you don't want to even touch the I mean, that child. literally is the plot of Not Cursed Child. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the biggest Harry Potter what if we have. That is exactly what the Cursed Child does. We're not doing that. We're doing it in a funnier no, way. No, but that's what the cursed child I think, I think it could be good to do the cursed child and say, here's all the things that did not work. And here's some things that were good ideas that didn't work. Although I enjoyed reading it when I read it. So. I don't really want to read the cursed child again, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Uh, we talked about WandaVision. It's going on right now. Are you guys watching? Nope. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I am I, I'm really liking it. I haven't seen today's episode yet because we're recording this on the 29th. So I haven't seen it. I just four. watched it like 20 minutes Oof. ago. All right. It was good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying like it. To, yeah. I think 20 minutes ago you were on this podcast. I, know, I was going to say everybody's going to be checking the timestamp. Timeline right does not check out. <laughs> unless, it, <laughs> unless it does. That'd be the point of WandaVision. Unless Steven was in WandaVision 20 minutes. I can multitask the podcast. Who's doing <laughs> So Ben is watching, it sounds like. Josh is watching. I'm a couple episodes behind. I just okay. got to the, the Beehive dude. Okay, okay. so you too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a good show for sure. This gets me excited about Disney+. Plus and uh, I mean, I'm pretty much committed, locked into a Disney Plus contract for a long time now because <laughs> shows like this are going to come out. Because actual good content is coming out, out on the platform. <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah, reason to keep you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, previously there wasn't all that much, and, and now there is. Okay, uh, also the Stand TV show. I think Josh and Jake, you guys are watching that, and you guys just I'm also watching. Your... Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, I there's some things that don't work about it. Uh, the biggest problem people generally have about it that I've been seeing is that they do time jumps, whereas the book is just all chronological order. It just goes from point to point to point to point. And this will have like a scene where the pandemic is just starting or the characters are just starting and then I'll jump ahead to where everybody's like together. Mm. And so um, I don't mind it, but maybe it's because I just had read the book that nothing was going to be a spoiler for me anyway. Other than that, I think they've done a really good job with keeping the characters pretty true to how they were in the books, at least the main ones. And some of the, so I think, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I might be the only person that's watching it that hasn't read the book. You are. And yeah, I think that the characters are very well done in my opinion. Like whenever certain characters on the screen, I get really creeped out. So I think that's a mark of a well-done character. And I'm pretty invested in finding out what happens. I, I didn't actually mind the jumping viewpoints and jumping timelines as much just because that kind of stuff appeals to me. kind of like the mystery. And so I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed it. I would say it's probably been the best TV show I've seen recently. Wow. Oh, okay. It has like a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which is like pretty low Oof. for IMDb. Yeah. But I don't know if it's because people are just kind of trolling it. I don't know. But I would put it more of like a 7 out of 10 or higher. Yeah. It was, it's really good. It's been the best TV show of 2021 for me. Wow. I haven't so. seen it yet, but... Speaking of time jumps, is it kind of similar to um, The Witcher? It's not as big of a mystery as The Witcher was where you're trying to put stuff together. It's more of like, here's the character in these scenes. And then like, it, obviously, yeah. here's the character a few months ahead. Oh, weird. They're going ahead. I would have, I, I just assumed it would be like, 
starting in the middle of it and then doing flashbacks to how they got there. That's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's like... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, here's this... You start off in a pandemic, or maybe you don't even start off in a pandemic, but like you kind of know what's going to happen and then you kind of jump back and kind of get this character's backstory and then you do the same thing for the next couple characters in the next episode. And I think by the time I'm where I'm at, I think that kind of has stopped and you're more just kind yeah. of like linear, linear timeline. Yeah. So that was only, I could see that being disorienting for the first couple episodes, but if you push through that, you're golden. That's it for me for news. Do you guys have any more news items for the month? Um, yes. Isn't Black Widow coming to Disney Plus this yeah. year? Uh, With like a $30 early access price again. Ooh. When is it coming? Do we even know? Do they say? They probably moved around the dates. So many t- I stopped paying attention. That's what happened with me. They didn't, but yeah. I do have some insight. Who was I watching? Was it Daniel Green that was covering this? Somebody was covering this. Where? But the reason why it took them so long to uh, actually release this on Disney Plus is because Scarlett Johansson had in her contract that had to premiere in theaters. And apparently that's like a pretty mm-hmm. common thing in, in major blockbuster contracts is that it has to go straight uh-huh. to, go to theaters first. And so um, they apparently renegotiated or offered to pay her a ton of money. I don't know. Yeah. Or did the dual, because it's still dual releasing where theaters are open. It's still coming out in theaters as yeah. well. Yeah. You don't want that blemish on your record of having like a, a home video. But... Yeah. But, but, <laughs> well, especially like this is her like first like leading role and in, in the Marvel like, the universe. Event, in the Marvel yeah. universe. No, yeah. I, I totally get why she would, she might have a problem with it. And, yeah. and they get a lot of royalties on, like the back end after like a certain number of ticket sales, I think it's pretty common for them to make royalties past that. And so it's probably sure. a pretty big financial hit for her too. Uh, I just hope it's better than wonder woman, 1984. That was a, that you was know a what? If there's a theme of this week, it's the fact that people that have millions of dollars are getting theirs. So <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, that hedge funds. <laughs> yeah. Wall street bets you all day long. Side note, invest in GameStop. <laughs> I invest in GameStop a week ago. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, you're missing Fate the Week Saga. Premiering Not a on thing. Netflix. Not a thing. It is totally I watched a thing like that everybody should go watch. I watched like three minutes of it. It was stupid. I'm not. I watching made it that through show. twenty minutes of it. I am on episode <laughs> three right now. Um, <laughs> it is not. Come on, come on, it is man. Not terrible. I don't, like uh, it's decent. You got like the teenagers at the school, and you got this the mystery. And you got the changeling and you got the Nickelodeon connection. I mean, it's all there, What's man. What's the Nickelodeon connection? The, thank goodness for the Nickelodeon connection. <laughs> Can't have a show without that. Apparently the show like was an animated TV series on Nickelodeon. I think it was a bit, I think it came out for, like for people that were a bit younger than us. How did I miss that? I don't know, man. Apparently you should watch more than three minutes of it because Dude, it was so cheesy. I watched three. Yeah, I watched three minutes of it, and they're like, "Oh, this is our new world and our school." You're like, it's like, this is so cheesy. I'm not watching this. This is Steven, low. You're budget. like our no. friend. You're like our friend that read three pages of of Mistborn and put it down. Nah. How can you even know if a TV show is good? No, no, no. I'm I'm able to judge quality of TV shows. I've seen a few. If Stephen is willing to to watch a season or two of Riverdale, but can't make it through this show, Ben, <laughs> I mean, this show is better a, than. I, Hey, I gave up on Riverdale. I made the right call. No, I, I know. I'm just saying, like you, you give TV shows a chance if you made it through more than a season of Riverdale. Josh gave it 
a bit more of a chance too. And so we have, we have two people coming to the same conclusion. Well, I'm just uh-huh. saying if, if you're looking for something, if you're not going to spring for the CBS in the stand, then why not give the fate, the wink saga fighting chance on Netflix? You know? So if you don't want to watch the Stephen King show about a pandemic, then instead watch this cheesy show about changelings in a British school. Ben must be getting paid by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> did you Whatever, also man. like cursed did you like cursed as well cursed what are they yeah, girl the the girl oh, king arthur show no. i stopped that after she slaughtered a bunch of wolves and you got like the blood splattering on the screen for i guess i'll shamelessly admit that i watched all of it but then by the end i was like why did i do that that was stupid <laughs> maybe i just haven't had that experience yet yeah, that, that's how I knew. After watching Chris, I was like, I'm not doing this again because it's not <laughs> worth it at the end. <laughs> well, we also have that 1.5 speed function on Netflix now. Mm. So you okay, might- yeah. Hit us up on Discord if you want Ben to tell you how to hack Netflix to make it go oh, faster. This isn't a hack anymore. This is just on the app. You have the. Oh, yeah. The only if you watch now. on the app, though. Not that's the only place cast. I watch, man. All right. Any other news? Um. Okay, we haven't really done news for the past ten minutes, but uh, we're done with we're done with news now. We're rolling into February's Twitter competition. If you don't know, Fantology runs a Twitter bracket every month where we say top three X in fantasy, and this month it is top three fantasy romances to hit up the Valentine's Day February connection. So it's a little tricky. We've kind of talked about the best way we're going to do this in terms of spoilers, right? Because saying that any two characters are in a romance is some kind of spoiler. We're not going to, uh, I mean, some don't go well, some go last longer. It's, it's kind of hard to define um, what exactly would be a spoiler and what's not. So our conclusion is we are going to talk about these things all the way through, but we are going to give you notifications prior and tell you what we're going to be talking about. So if you want to tune out for a second or two, uh, we'll let you know how long to tune out for. You can hop back in on the next person's top three, but this is going to be full spoiler. I warned you now, so don't get mad if you get something spoiled for you. Um, and you don't want to get spoiled because romances are, are fun to explore. I, yeah. I like the cheesy romances. And, and we're going to stay away from say, saying like that Edward and Bella end up together, right? Like we probably won't say that. Like you could, we can, we might say that um, our favorite romance is Bella and Jacob. So take that for how you will. That doesn't mean they end up together or whatever. I'm just kind of using that as an example. Is a good romance one that doesn't end together, though? Yeah, that's it. Can be. It can be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So just because I say something's a good romance does not mean that the characters end up together. It doesn't mean that both characters survive. It doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. It it just means that when they're on screen together, I enjoy them as a romantic item. Yeah. So we'll try to talk about the actual plot details of the romance in question with enough vagaries so if you skip through the spoiler warning yeah that's a word maybe um if if you skip through that we'll just say like oh their you know their connection was really strong and ultimately the way it 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 played out was really nice something like that and and so if you know what it is you'll kind of know what we're talking about but at the same time you won't be fully spoiled so uh that is that's the deal guys you can't break that contract Okay, that's otherwise you're, you're off the Phantology five. Yeah, I don't. I don't want the YouTubers <laughs> coming after me for spoilers. So yeah, big red spoiler. And I guess we should say if you want to be involved in the fantasy competition as well, kind of same rules apply, right? Like 
sorry if you get something spoiled through the competition, but yeah, we've Twitter, we've yeah. talked about this. Twitter is dark and full of spoilers. So we will make it very clear that this month is going to have more spoilers than usual on our Twitter posts, but uh, yeah, it's going to be there. So, you know, maybe yeah. watch for that uh, if you are a Twitter follower. Maybe we can, we can tag the beginning of each Twitter post saying spoilers yeah. for these specific yeah. series. Or Please books. don't go out and unfollow Phantology on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah. I, pr- I probably shouldn't advocate for that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's good, Jake. I see a lot of posts that are like spoilers following dot, 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 dot. And then they say what it is. So that seems to be a Twitter acceptable. It thing. might be a little bit harder to do with a poll because I think they show the poll options like front and center. Uh, yeah. But if you just say spoilers for these books first, even if they've seen the, the what the poll is, then it, you know what I mean, what the options are to vote. Well, the options kind of, to oh, vote, the way that I formatted the options to vote are the name of the person entering the contest. So it wouldn't be entered there. Yeah. You would just have the spoilers following for this. So yeah, it's, it's going to work out basically is, yeah. is okay. what we're, it should work. we've decided. Yeah. And hey, before we jump into this one, can we um, kind of rehash the best... Um, our January poll, which is the best 2020 reads. Cause that was a, yeah. that was a really fun one. Yeah. So January was best reads in 2020, not best books that came out in 2020. It's like you as a contestant enter which three books you read in 2020 that you thought were the best. And the winner was at Ollie Ackers. I think if I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing that right. And their top three were sleep in a sea of stars by Christopher Paulini, which I actually recently read and reviewed you guys haven't uh, picked that one up yet but i thought it was quite good so well deserving and christopher got way into the competition and retweeted several times and uh, that was had a little bit to do with the with the ultimate victory which, there which we fully advocate any any authors <laughs> yeah want to you know if you want to well, tag then... anthony ryan chose not to engage like he engaged by saying that he wouldn't engage i which thought he retweeted fun. not anthony ryan that oh, was sorry not anthony who ryan. is that joe abercrombie that was not yeah. Joe Abercrombie. Man, if Joe Abercrombie engaged with us, I'd be hyped. <laughs> no, that was uh, who's the who's he writes like the Jorg and the Red Queen. Um, Brian, you've read uh, Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. almost had Mark Lawrence on the hook, but he was like, "No, I, I don't want. I don't want to affect the results." Uh, ultimately, that resulted in the L <laughs> for the Mark Lawrence entry. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but but Christopher Piloni was super generous, and it's cool to see um, you know his followers engage as well. I will say the previous two winners had both selected our merch that it's like it's a black shirt with George R. R. Martin and Tolkien and Brando Sando and Rothfuss, and it's pretty pretty cool swag. So yes, there is a prize for winning. Also, yes. check out our merch. Yeah. We should mention the other the other two entries in that winning one were Warbreaker from Sanderson, from our man Sanderson, and oh, and Wise Man's Fear from uh, oh, yeah. from Pat. Yeah, I mean, a strong like, yeah, he had a very exciting twenty twenty. If I mean, for sure, those are some fun books to read. Yeah, so. it's fun to see, and it's fun to engage and see what other people are reading and get some suggestions out to that TBR. Okay, I think we're ready for uh, okay. top fantasy romances. Yes, I don't yeah. know if you're ready for my picks. Are you starting off then? Mm, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess Ryan I goes can. first. All right. <laughs> okay, Ryan. So uh, which, maybe say one at a time, like as you're presenting the romance, say which book you're going to be talking about so people know. All right. My number three pick is from the Raven's Shadow Trilogy 
specifically book one blood song is that good enough yeah 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 that's that's the warning so spoilers for blood song guys spoilers for blood song i'm gonna go with valen and sharon i think their romance is a little bit short-lived but it had one of those had a lot of uh, tension leading up to it and certainly when it actually happened i was just beaming ear to ear like are you kidding me did did that really (laughs) just happen and the line that's the line is still stuck in my head because they they referred to each other they're like kind of they're they're part of these religious orders and so they referred to each other as like brother valen and sister sharon and and the line that sister sharon uses right before she goes in for the romantic kisses you're not my brother right or Ooh. I'm not your sister. <laughs> I'm not your sister. I think yeah. I am not your sister. I messed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's certainly right. certainly no vagaries with this one. <laughs> so not incestuous, pretty awesome. <laughs> My number two pick is from Red Rising. No. Oh wait, I gotta take myself off for this. Oh well, okay. Yeah. Which right. uh the, um, the original trilogy, I'm assuming? The original trilogy. I have okay. not Dang read. It. This is one five of my picks too. And it is going to be Darrow and EO. Just kidding. <laughs> you got me it's, good. It's Darrow good. and Mustang. It's like, I mean, I guess the romance is okay, but it, <laughs> this is kind of like your typical um, Aladdin and the princess, you know, where he elevates okay. himself above his station and wins the girl's heart. But then she later finds out that he's not what he says he is. And yeah. it's, it's pretty good. I, I like both Darrow and Mustang. I thought they're both well written characters and I was yeah. rooting for I'm into the, that one. I was I was rooting for them all along and it certainly had some interesting twists and turns to say the least. Right. I just um, want to piggyback because I had this one as well. I loved the ending where Mustang visits Darrow and I want to leave it somewhat vague. Yeah. But like we know we know. We know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, that was yeah. like the coolest scene. And there's a lot of sus- suspense in that yeah. too. So Jake, should, oh, have you read it, Jake? Yeah. Okay, okay. Can yeah, you Josh. Good, Josh. Yeah, did Josh's back in? Okay. okay. All right. And for my number one pick, it is in the Lycanius trilogy. And those characters are Tal Kamar and Eliavia. This is literally just one of the most epic romances uh it doesn't really take place much throughout the book but the books revolve so much about uh, around this romance especially uh as as you follow talcomar and his motivations and th- there's just so much nethgala comes in there and mm-hmm. it's uh just a lot of really good stuff that is I mean, Lycanius Trilogy has a few good romances, but that is um, my top pick for wow for fan fantasy. I, I just think that it that romance kind of shapes that series in such a unique way. Unique way, yeah. So, mm. yeah, underrated just, series, underrated series. Yeah. Definitely, books Although one I, and two. Yeah, the third books and... one and two are phenomenal, oh, and book three. Not quite as good, but mm-hmm. it's still a really good series. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Okay, I'll go. So before we get started, I just the more like the more I thought about these, 
I, I really was tempted to choose a lot of romances that affected things off screen, actually similar to Darrow and EO, where you have like all these things that like, it just, I don't know. Okay. It, uh, what, you're, what going example, for the, you're going for the deep cut romances or what are you saying? No, I, I was gonna, but like, like say for example, like Kelsey and Mare was one where I had on there. Okay. Like, where like you never actually meet Mare, but like she affected Kelsey a lot. And so okay. I just like, in my reflection, I, I thought it was cool when authors are able to pull off this like romance from afar almost. Okay, I can uh, see that. I'm not gonna like list any of those as my top romances, but it was a cool reflection. Okay, so from Lightbringer, I'm gonna do Gavin and Karis. Is this your number I, three pick? Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, this will be number three. Yeah, you got you get hey you got to give more of a pause between the oh the, the announcement of the series and the sorry okay the couple that's okay though they're they're a thing from the very we know there's something there okay you know this will actually be my top pick I think we'll go top pick for Gavin and Karis at least where I'm I'm only on book three so it might change or whatever but like as of book three okay. <laughs> I really like them so Gavin and Karis I think that there's just a lot of tension there there's um. You know, kind of the twist that's that's uh, prominent from th- about the middle of the first book really plays into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jake and Stephen are gonna love me for this one. I'm gonna say, are you? Hey, are you gonna start your picks with the series though? Remember? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, caution. Mistborn so, Era Two. Dot dot dot. I'm gonna say Wax and Steris. <laughs> so. I, I just finished up my reread of the series and the way that their relationship progressed was so like down to earth to me, how they've finally fallen in love and they've kind of accept, I, I don't know if you can call it love, but like they've accepted that they want to be a part of each other's lives and not just, just because of like a contract is binding them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of accepted each other's idiosyncrasies. Yeah, you got it. And I don't know. It was very like, like for as as rough as some of Brandon Sanderson's romances are, he kind of really nails the like grown up romances. So that's fair. I I really liked it. <laughs> okay, and since uh, Ryan stole my Darrow, sorry, I'm not gonna go back to that one. Since Ryan stole my other pick. <laughs> I did not spoil anything. I you listed, came close I, though, man. I simply listed <laughs> really a character, close. the main character in the series. So series first. So Mistborn Era 1, I'm going to say Vin and Ellen. Oh, you ha. stole mine. You stole mine. I'm, okay. Wait, I'm this, say, is a, this is a romance people like. Yeah. So I didn't pay too much attention to this romance on my first read through. I really enjoyed it on my second read through, but the reason I'm elevating it so much is because my wife and my sister-in-laws, like everybody, everybody that I've like saw that read it really, uh-huh. really appreciates this room. Yeah. I have noticed that. To keep reading I have it. noticed so that. I'm elevating it based on being humble enough to change my opinion when other people tell me that something is good. You wouldn't, you couldn't let me have it who have defended <laughs> this romance. For <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. My aunt is reading it right now, and she also she's also pretty into the relationship. Personally, like not not a big thing for me. wasn't wasn't a huge wasn't a detractor, but didn't really love it. But I see. By the way, I'm like keeping it. Like just, it. Just so you know, I'm keeping it. I'm not bowing into this peer pressure. All right. Okay. There are no rules. 
that you can't have the same pick as somebody I else. I know. I mean, I just, excited. I'm going to hold that against you. I think that you just don't have enough <laughs> fantasy knowledge to pick another one, but sure. Hey, can I go next? Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go next. So I'm going to uh, number three. We talked about this series in the news portion. This is uh, this is from the powder mage. I, well, it's kind of from both of McClellan's series, Powder Mage and Gods of Blood, of, uh, Gods of Blood and Powder. But uh, the, the relationship starts in the Powder Mage trilogy and it is between Taniel and Capol. And I think really more so like later on in the books and into the second series that I feel like this one really matures and, uh, and, I, and I see the, the relationship and the respect they have for each other. I think it's pretty well written. Initially, I feel like both the characters, I don't know, like Capola herself is a little hard to connect to at, at least at first, but later on, I, I really like this relationship. So that's, that's going to be number three for me. Number two is from the Gentleman Bastards series by Ooh, should Scott I take, Lynch. I've, I've only read the first two. Should I take off? Yeah. Yeah, take yeah. Off your headphones. yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah, because the majority Dang, of this uh, actually one. happens in mm-hmm. the third book, because the this is the romance between Locke, Lamora, and Sabatha, Sabatha, Sabatha. Um, the, the the relationship between them mostly happens in the third with a bunch of flashbacks. And then she's actually in the book in the third. In the first two, she's just kind of like vaguely referred to. But Look at I those the stupid faces Ben's making. What an idiot! <laughs> oh my book. <laughs> he's jealous he's anyway brian don't interrupt me because i was I'm on sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah the relationship is good is what i'm saying and I, and I like the romance there's some good teen angst which i can always get behind very and, competitive uh, romance too yeah they're really both really well like yeah she's not definitely not like the damsel in distress character yeah uh, she, she's a very competent woman herself which uh, i feel like all three of my romances are actually leading to my third one uh controversial pick i know this is gonna be controversial should we let ben back in yeah ben can come back give him a thumbs up i feel like you're gonna steal one of mine right now we're very lucky because my headphones just ran out of batteries and it started playing over the speaker on my computer literally the first thing i heard was should we let ben back in honestly not much of a spoiler yeah i mean just that you know it's gonna something's gonna happen in third okay so uh yeah my next pick this this is controversial i think josh knows where i'm going if you know what my favorite book is you probably know what i'm gonna go for here and i was gonna do this no matter what so you guys can like even if someone else took it i was still gonna go for this wait so is this, this, your topic? Is, this is my top pick this is from this is from name of the wind it's from king killer and it's between quoth and denna so I controversial some people like hate this romance they think it's ridiculous they hate the characters whatever I love this series. I love this romance. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't like go super well, but I think that their misunderstandings make a lot of sense, and they're both really well realized characters in of themselves. And the angst and just like the back and forth between them as both young, young characters, and the mystery of like what happened, we don't know. I th- I really like. I I really enjoy that one. So uh, I love it. It's so wistful, you know, like it just the fact that they like he's pining for her so much i love it yeah it's such a good pick he's always going back and forth trying to trying to catch a glimpse yeah. of her and she's there sometimes and she's not and then you know the whole the whole singing scene you know at the um at the eolian oh yeah yeah thanks thank you ryan yeah the lay of sir savian 
that's the impetus for my discord username phantology <laughs> dpet anyway i really like that one so i'll stop talking now so you guys can go jake and josh nice yeah i'll go okay so i'm gonna go with some pretty basic picks right now these are these are way basic number three and i know that this is memed even in this episode but I'm going to say... Are you going to say the series? You're going to say the series? Oh, it's not even... It doesn't even matter. Okay. <laughs> but Twilight. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. Twilight does not care about being spoiled. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying Bella and Jacob. So, it's a good romance. It's a good romance. And you know what? I read these like in sophomore year, I think was when they were big for us. And like... All the girls that we associated with were really liked the series. And so I read it. And then Ryan took me to see it at the theaters because he really wants to go see it. Just a minute. Uh, point of order. I did not take you. <laughs> <laughs> you took me. Uh, regardless of how that went. Um, it, you guys it was are related, right? Like this is probably not a, not a good thing to pursue. Speaking, <laughs> no, no. Of, speaking of romances, well, controversial well, we'll romances. See. We'll see how the rest of his romance picks go. I think I convinced Ryan that there are going to be a lot of girls at the theater that like just wanted to meet guys or something. I don't know, but it was fun. But anyway, it was like actually a pretty, like the first real romance that I remember being pretty interested in because I think when I I was reading them, we didn't have a conclusion to who was going to end up with who. And this was like my first instance of really like shipping someone and I was shipping Jacob but then obviously like she should have ended up with Edward. I know I'm just going to get torn apart for this on like discord. Cause, but it was, it was big. But me. she did end up with Edward. Yeah. She ended up with Edward and then, oh, her, but... and then Jacob imprinted on her, her yeah, infant yeah. baby child. Her infant yeah. Baby child. Turns out I only watched the first, I was only able to watch the second movie and read the first book. Oh, I read I the summary on Wikipedia. The rest of the movies are decent. The books are decent. They're, Steven, this is a blind spot for you, buddy. Uh, the the books are okay. Really? It's going to remain a blind spot, I think. For now. Honestly, if they would have, speaking of the, the Bella-Jacob romance, um, if they would have ended at book three, I think that would have been the perfect ending for their relationship where Bella just decides to be with Edward and then Jacob decides he can't live there because he loves Bella and he just goes off on his own. Like I think that was a great ending instead of the imprinting. I, I think I think real fast. I think we should say if we get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, then Stephen will read Twilight. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I, I want to like I read them for the same reasons. Girls, I was interested in liked them, so I read them. But then I just liked them. Like yeah, they were, they were good. <laughs> I don't think they're amazing books. I I think they're like okay, but I they were enjoyable to read. So, Are we yeah. reading and reviewing? I have to read and yeah. review? Yeah. You have to read all four plus Midnight Sun and we'll do... Do people want this? <laughs> like, is this the thing people even... Is this a motivator? That's why, that's why we see if they get to a thousand likes. If they do, obviously they want it. So well, thousand we're, likes we're getting, or a thousand views? We're getting to that. Subs. No, a thousand subs. Thousand, we're getting to that number for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, number two. Okay. Another one where I'm going to get torn apart for this, but from Harry Potter... I'm going with Ron and Hermione. And again, okay. You can, controversial. You can, you can deal with it. Controversial. And I will say, this is like a note that not the movie Ron and Hermione or the movie Jenny and Harry, Jenny and Harry, because those were both just really weird. Part 
of it is maybe because Emma Watson is just like obviously so far out of his league and the book gets a little bit more believable. Yeah, we discussed this in Harry Potter part two. Rupert oh. unfortunately is just not hot enough to make it <laughs> to make it work. The the book Hermione is very attractive as well. Okay. Well, it, yeah, we were, but the we're, book we're Ron is for about the book Ron. The yeah. book Ron, I think, is more like a headcanon. He's like more he's attractive than like he he has some swag going on in his own right. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's juiced up on Lucky Juice Potion. I feel like there were mostly just a bunch of unfortunate haircuts for Ron in the movies. Yeah, and 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 hand me down. That that was his main yeah. obstacle to overcome. The hand me downs. He was unable to glow up like Neville Longbottom. Yeah, <laughs> or like Deadly Dursley, apparently. Although, so, well, he was in Dudley Queen's looks... Gambit. He was in Queen's Gambit. I don't know if he glowed up. He lost weight, but did did he, you guys I, see did... the meme where it's like the biggest distance between or difference between eye distance? It's like the yeah. the girl has like uh-huh. eyes out here, and then he had eyes yeah. like right here. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's unfortunate <laughs> eye distances. Yeah. I didn't think anything of his looks until watching the devil all the time on Netflix and he's in that and he's so creepy in it. So I'm just creeped out whenever I see him now. What about okay. the, the uh, warrior nun? No. Another, another series that we decided not to watch because yeah, it wasn't the good. Warrior nun, the, the one where they can, they can't be killed. Yeah. I know what you're talking about the movie with what's your face. He's also a villain in that movie. Okay. The movie with Char- Charlize Theron? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, final pick, and I'm keeping it despite Ben just ruthlessly stealing it, was is Ben or... <laughs> Mistborn. Mistborn spoilers. Era 1. <laughs> uh, Mistborn Era 1 spoilers ahead is Ben and Ellen. I really, really like them. And I have defended this relationship since I read the books. I thought that it was well done. I thought it was natural. I think that they fit each other well. I think that they complement each other well. Even though uh, Vin was obviously like more powerful than he was, he also like was more mature and like more emotionally stable and um, helped. They complement each other really well in a lot of really important ways. Okay. And okay. It, it wasn't the ending. This is spoilers for ending of Mistborn Era One. Like you might want to stop listening, but it was like a well done tragic ending where it's not like they just lived with each other happily ever after. But it was a very fitting mm-hmm. ending to the romance. And so there you go. So there's been some criticism of that where Ellen becomes overpowered compared to then because he. I guess this is continuing for. Non- yeah, not not really into that. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't I think really I, I think at a surface level you could you could say that, but if you look into it, Vin, I mean, spoilers, Mistborn Era One. Vin is still the hero. She saves the day. Ellen has more raw strength, but he he does not have the understanding she does, or the finesse, mm-hmm. or the technique that a like that is what is required to do all the cool stuff. Yeah, by so, the time you get to the end, Vin is the one doing the stuff. Ellen is still a secondary character. Vin is the star. She is the hero. Like, I, I don't think that criticism. Boom, boom, is boom. Case closed. If you look into it. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Case closed. <laughs> All right, Jake. Let's hear yours. Um, okay. So starting off, 
Um, I try not to pull from this book because I feel like sometimes I do and not a lot of us have read it, but Hyperion Cantos, I'm going to go so with uh, Kassad. It's, it's, not really, it's not really a spoiler. I'll, I'll use names so it's not really spoilers, um, but- I'll use names so it's not spoilers? Yeah, like they have, they have like titles. So The Soldier and Moneta. It's a good pick, good pick. The first time reading it, honestly, I was like, this kind of seems like whatever. But then once you finish the series, it's just such a, like, a cool sci-fi romance and um, kind of has a little bit of that like wistfulness of uh, Quoth and Dinna of like, there's like just this mystery behind it. Like, are you like, who is this person to the other one? How do they keep meeting up? Anyways, mm. I like that one. Um, has a unique timeline. It does have a unique timeline, yeah. Um, second one, I'm going to go, this is a spoiler for Xenocide from the Ender's Game oh, trilogy, okay. or quadrilogy. I don't know, I just don't know how I don't think I've read this one either. Quartet. Quartet. I, I swear Ben and Josh have read this, but I'll wait till after. Um, I've, I've only read through Speaker. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> But Continue Miro, on. I'm, I'm just taking in the spoilers. Yeah. Miro and Jane. I think I just had a huge crush on the character Jane when I was reading the series. And then, so any romance she was involved in, I was like, okay, this is my, put myself in this character's shoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really like she, that. She's just way hot or what? Um, spoilers. Read and find out. Okay. Okay. And then it's not lastly, all about hot, Steven. Yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> and then lastly, from Lord of the Rings, I don't know if this even needs a spoiler warning, but Aragorn and Arwen, I think that's a really good love story, and especially when you include um, stuff from the Silmarillion as well, get a little bit more of that backstory. I think the movies do a really good job of tying that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the books don't really, it's not that great of a romance of the books, I feel like. If in the Silmarillion, you get a little more, but yeah, the movies probably mm. compile it into the best okay. it is. I thought you were going to go Sam, Sam and Rose. There, you know, there were. Rosie. I thought about I thought about Sam no, and Rosie, Rosie, and I also thought about um, Sam and Bilbo or no. Sam and Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Gollum in the Ring. No, um, Baron and Luthien. I thought about them as well. They are uh, featured in Ready Player Two. Oh, are they Baron and Luthien? Well, they're it's like important to the plot. The book sucks though. Don't read it. Ready Player Two. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I've heard. I'll probably read it, but yeah. There's a great A romance in that book. <laughs> that romance. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that's what the worst. Should we? Should we? We have a few more minutes. Should we talk about like worst romances? You just want to like troll oh, yeah. on some things? Yeah, let's talk about some worst ones. Um, I mean, still do still do the spoilers, but yeah, keep our spoiler tags in there, or or like or honorable mentions just. A few minutes Game to of throw Thrones, out anything. Game of Thrones, spoiler, Jamie and Cersei. Is is honorable mention or worst? Either Both. or. <laughs> <laughs> they, love, they love each other. I mean. Stephen's I, I would voice say, cracked when he, he's getting he emotional. emotional. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other. Yeah. I mean, the rocks just fell <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> I got one. Oh. Spoiler. Spoilers for Realm of the Elderlings. Oh, new. Cool. Wait, is Wait. this the first? Is this first, first trilogy or throughout? Yeah, first trilogy. 
I don't even know what this is, so I'm not listening. This Rob, the Robin Hobb, the Fitz, the Fitz books. Oh, Fitz books. Uh, it's gonna be Molly and Burrich. <laughs> going, going for the that's the worst, right? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, Freaking... isn't Molly and Fitz pretty bad too? I I didn't really like that. As this much. relationship, if you've never read the series or know what it is, it would be like if Hermione ended up with Hagrid. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I felt like or the, Lupin. The... Lupin, maybe. Yeah, and then the Fitz and Molly relationship was just like involved them getting together and just having sex as teenagers like rampantly and that was their relationship wasn't really into it sounds like real life yeah well. whenever i think about the relationship not my life it's like a big deep cut of uh nickel creek there's a song by nickel creek called haystacks and i just think about that song anytime. hey loft hey loft any, any more honorable mentions or or crappy ones um there's lots of good ones in Stormlight Archive, so just kind of spoilers yeah. for good ones or crappy ones. No, some well, there's ones. both. Yeah. Full Stormlight Archive spoilers in three, two, one. Yeah, big Stormlight, Yasna and Wit. Yeah, going straight ahead one. through the most recent Stormlight book yeah, with no I, spoilers. I, I said full spoilers. Okay, you think that's good? I, I'm not sure if that's good or not. I like it. I don't like it. I like it. I mean, I think I like it just because of Yasna's like asexuality. It's pretty makes yeah, the it's a, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it actually going anywhere. I, I my mind can't comprehend what. Yeah, it's just being, around the information. You can just end that sentence there, Jake. My mind can't comprehend what either. Just no, I can comprehend what. I can't comprehend him settling. Mm. If that makes sense. Yes, that would be settling for what? No, 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 not, no, no, not, no, that, like, like, not in that terms. Just uh, settling down. Settling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. settling down. Nesting, yeah. It wasn't to your fingertips though, man. I think the best Stormlight Archive is, is the Dalinar Devani. Yeah. You know, I, I, you guys were talking about that and I liked it. And then when I told my wife I had to come up with uh, um, some fantasy romances, she's like, well, I know Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and Stormlight. So she was trying to pick between those. And... She was like, don't do Dalinar and Navani because she, she hates it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. She thinks it's just, she thinks it's like a cheesy... But has she, she hasn't read all of them, right? She's read through Oathbringer. Uh, so she's read like most of their relationship. Okay. Well, um, she said that it. It, it just seems like, like, look, old people can be in love too in a cheesy way. <laughs> oh, dang <laughs> it. I, I, I had a really good troll that I was going to do because I was going to pick Star Wars. I, I was I was going to pick uh, Pat, Pat, I was going to say and a pick from Star Wars, Ray and Kylo Ren. Yeah, but that would have been a huge. But I was really thinking for my uh, would be Anakin and. Padme. Oh gosh, Padme. that yeah. that's so a love hate one. I love it so much. It's it's <laughs> so compelling, uh, like but it's just so bad. not the way it was done. Yeah. yeah, but like the tragedy of it of compelling him to like turn so evil yeah that was like really yeah. compelling yeah at the beginning are you an angel i mean oh my gosh come that's... on dude i'm a boy and my name is anakin it's so bad man <laughs> she's so much older than him it's so weird she's not she's <laughs> like six years older than he is yeah. when it starts off it's hecka weird she he's nine and she's 15 it's like a kid being like in love with his babysitter it like happens all the time uh, <laughs> josh is speaking from experience no no i'm just saying it's like a thing all right we have time for like one or two more one or two more honorable mentions or or tragedies or or crappy ones 
How come we never talk about the Kenobi TV show that's going to come out? I'm excited for that. We just don't know when it's coming out. Next, it's next year. I heard that Hayden Christensen might be in it too. He's in it. He was for episode three before, or episode nine before episode eight came out. He's confirmed to be in it. To be in Kenobi. Confirmed. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. So sorry to go back. I don't know that much about the series because I just watched the TV show. But what about The Witcher? I feel like that that romance is I like it. Oh yeah, that's no, I like that one a lot. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I, I only know it from Last Wish and the TV show, but yeah. I really like it. I don't like the books. Like later on in the series, I just think there's some weird decisions made in the books. But I I'm like pretty into uh, Yennefer and Geralt. Again, I'm excited I for like season the- two. I, I like can remember the, their names, Ryan. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just you just said I'm pretty into Yennefer and <laughs> Geralt. <laughs> well, that's also true. <laughs> that's also another good like competitive I'm romance. Sure everybody's into Geralt. Dang, meant it meant meant to say I was just like into Yennefer. <laughs> um, you know what? Back to Game of Thrones. For spoilers, Game of through book, I don't know. The, the whole show and spoilers to probably sure. book four, three or four. No, I think through book four. Um, or is, I don't know. Maybe book five. Sorry, guys. I don't know. Honestly, the books I read them so long ago. But John and Egret, I think that was a really good romance. That was, yeah. And the fact that they're buried in real life with the kid now, I think, right? It's oh, really? Three. Man, that is a good romance. Three. Yeah. Three. That, good romance. that one almost made the list yeah. for me. I really yeah. like them. Some might have mention. No, uh, no wheel of time. Let's wrap up. No, no wheel of time mentions. Come What's on, man. That? I I almost did loose Theron and Ilyana just for the meme. Yeah, but That's I also like Rand I th- and Elaine. <laughs> Rand and Elaine definitely is not not the pick, guys. <laughs> I'll say Matt. I'm not going to say. This one, like that, that's more of a later on in the series, but Matt gets into a good one at the end. I think yeah, that, I like his. Yeah. yeah, I like Tom's. That's a good one too, yeah. yeah. All right, wrapping up. Thanks for uh, tuning in. If you want to be a part of the top three fantasy romances, despite the potential for spoilers, you can follow us on Twitter and submit your entries. You can also uh, follow on Discord or join the chat on Discord and uh, let us know what you think about our picks and what picks you might have. And if you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash phantology underscore books. I guess I should also mention we have a website. So if you want to see more episodes, that's at www.phantologybooks.com. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to your picks. And thanks, Phantology 5 team. Thanks, guys. See you guys.